Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Here we are, back at Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. We're, sti- we're still here in, uh, well, no, actually, we were in New Jersey. Now we're in Philadelphia, back in our hotel. MonsterCon is done. It's exactly. over. We did, we did two <sighs> states. Two we states. Did. Go us on our tour. On, on our, our tour. On the rainbow tour, tour, as Ava Perone would call it. Oh, my gosh. Already. Already we're in Adavita. I mean, it's like 10 seconds. Come on. Anyways, uh, we are very pleased to have in in the studio the Double Tree. Uh, what is is this? A, a this crown? Is, uh, the, the crown? No, the no. Double Tree. No, we're not in the crown oh, anymore. Okay. We're in the Double Tree now. So shout out to the the Double Tree Complimentary Cookie Studios. Right, that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, here on the on the uh, the Freight School on the Road Studio, we are just ecstatic to be joined by one of the hilarious uh, hosts of a podcast that we adore called Jersey Ghouls, and her name is Jackie. Welcome! Hi! Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, yeah. Jackie. This is so cool. Thanks for being on. You know, you've heard their their uh, teasers, their advertisement, advertisement. their advertisements. <laughs> you've heard their advertisements many times on our on our show while listening, and uh, so we're, we're really pleased. So you know how awesome them. they are because you yeah. totally listened. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you so. should be excited just as much as we are. Yeah, they're gonna you're gonna they're gonna see your name and be like, oh my god, it's Jersey Ghouls, Ghouls, Jersey Ghouls. Fuck the fight school guys. I had I was trying to say a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, right in there. you were saying a lot. <laughs> were you doing a Rocky Horror callback just now? Because you were oh. saying a lot. No. Yeah, Jackie had the unfortunate. Um, uh, had the displeasure. To, uh, <laughs> we were not all lucky. To uh, witness the uh, Philadelphia Rocky Horror Show, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shadowcast during MonsterCon, it was it was quite a cluster. Yeah, quite a quite a yeah yeah. Some it was technical difficulties, some volume issues. Mm-hmm. I'll say. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I mean, I don't even want to read the cast as much as like the audience. And I mean, you were saying some of them were probably plants. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, people yeah. that are there to encourage the the talking back. Because I guess it's probably not fun for them if you do go somewhere and everybody just sits and watches the movie. <laughs> Why are you all standing in front of this? But that's what we wanted. <laughs> like, oh, that's what I wanted. I just yeah. wanted to sit and, like, sing, you, you know. Sing. I wanted to sing. Yeah, that's I all- wanted to sing, too. Yeah, that's all we want. Okay? So, yeah. Why don't we do that? We'll just be like, <laughs> we're the shadow cast that you just sing, and we'll leave you alone. Yeah. We'll provide hot tea and honey. Start a whole thing. <laughs> I love yes. it. But yeah, the plants, they were... Aggressive. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah, Enthusiastic, attacked. but overly aggressive. Yeah. We don't need people yelling. So many people are yelling <laughs> at each other these days. We don't need more people being like, you know... It's like every other word was like, come, bitch. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Title of ep. Come, bitch. No, I'm yeah, kidding. I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, I think it's clever. You know, we talked a little bit, you know, on the on the episode that we were trying to do at three in the morning. So, um, you know, it's it's clever, it's fun, it, it's interesting. So it's like if you're just gonna yell stuff like that at 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 the screen that doesn't sort of elevate it or make like a good joke or land, it's like oh, God, just shut up. Because I mean, you couldn't hear it. Yeah. You know, as loud as they were, they were all talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, it became a distraction from the show and from the actors trying to perform. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. 
Uh, anyways, but overall, this has been a great experience, right? We've all had a good time. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And you've done. What if I said no? <laughs> You're like, you know what? Real talk. Real talk. It sucks. It sucks. I flipped the table because we were just in Jersey, you know? It's right. He's like, Joe is hellbent on being. I am! Teresa Gudice? Uh, I think it's Judice. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Well, that's how Jocelyn Fox on Gudice. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Johnson. Teresa, prostitution whore. Right. <laughs> you know? He really wanted to have that moment, and you just you didn't get it. Nobody, you know, everybody was so welcoming and cool. You all yeah. were awesome, <laughs> Matt and and Brian and Zach and Scott and Kyle and Katie, Katie and Marissa and everybody. Yeah, you know, everybody and was so much fun that there was no reason to flip any tables or to cause a scene. And Joe was. I, I think you were really depressed. I was that. really. I was really sad. I didn't get my Jersey moment. You know, I did learn some great slang. <laughs> Yeah, um, Brian we, we worked gifted on a, us yes. with a Beats. Which is not... <laughs> yeah, so if you ever hear in Jersey and you, you, you need a slice of pepperoni with, with, with uh, some jalapeno on it, <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get in a Beats. A be- slice of a Beats. Or a pizza. Or a right. pizza. Or a, or a pie, right? A, a pie. pie. Yeah. Let's get a pie. Let's okay. get a pie. Uh, no. It's it's a beat. Jackie and is he's, I, com- I, he's committed to that. He I is, like, and I applaud that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like such a rube too because I'm just like it was like so. Jackie is I don't know maybe I just wanted to check in. I'm like maybe it's just because I'm from California, but can you tell me we had a very harrowing lift ride to the oh, convention. Yeah. And this guy was like doing these weird kind of like hand signals, like he was a third base coach, and <laughs> and then he's like honking, laying on his horn when he really didn't need to be laying on it. Like they weren't in his lane or anything. He just wanted them to remind, like he was reminding them that they he was yeah. there. And there's other people on the road, asshole. And I was just like, is this is this a Jersey thing? I was like, can you just explain to me what people do? Because you, you didn't do that. No, yeah. I felt very safe in your car. Like good, you were good. not erratically honking your horn or screaming at people. I was like, okay, this is cool. What, why, what is happening now? Because mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was quite a ride. Yeah, they're definitely horn honking is definitely a thing. Like especially, mm-hmm. especially within the city, especially when you're in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a thing and i think that like probably in any major city like you know i'm especially like i'm thinking like new york taxi cabs like in and out of lanes and just kind of like yeah i own all four of these lanes you will move for me the ha- yeah the hand gesture thing like i assume like that maybe he was like doing that whole like when you're on a bike and you're trying to turn left or right but like the other hands like i don't he was like doing like wavy things and know. like you know i did say that like the it could have been like the whole if he got into mm-hmm. somebody's lane mm-hmm. behind them kind of giving them like the thank you like just kind of Maybe. you throw you throw yeah. your hand in the air but yeah i don't know i he was turning so fast, so I, I feel like I was just already on the defensive with him. Like, oh God, what is happening here? You know. So yeah. I just felt very uncomfortable in the back, like I'm just on Facebook, I'm just <laughs> yeah. like looking no, but at the, stuff. Some people, I have friends that are like horn happy. Like the moment you have gone like slightly slower than I want you to, like they'll like lay on the horn for you to go faster. And I'm like, I'm not an aggressive driver. Like if I have some, if I'm driving on the highway and like somebody's riding my ass. Y'all get in the other lane. You go past me. Like, really? Like, obviously, your dick is so big that it's laying on the gas pedal, and you can't help it. And you cannot help it. And you know what? 
Fine, I will move over and let you go. Now, like, I'm, I'm not an aggressive driver at all. So I'm just like, no, you go. Like, you're fine. You got a pregnant lady yeah. in there. Is she giving birth? I don't care. Yeah, it's go. like, obviously, like, you, you yeah, you obviously something like, yeah. major is happening. Oh, yeah. I call people out if they cut me in line and it's so blatant. I'm like, well, obviously, you're more important than I am. <laughs> obviously, we're in the presence of celebrity, everybody. Look, <laughs> look at her. <laughs> Let's like get some- a selfie. <laughs> hey, hey, are you famous? Yeah. Like, what do you think? No, oh, I think that maybe we're just all too stone. And because I really feel like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, because they were like, oh, I don't know. LA is pretty bad. I'm like, but I don't remember hearing as much honking as there was like as many times I've been to LA. It's just one car ride. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think yeah. that we're all maybe we're just, you know, we got it's, all that recreational pot. And we're just like, yeah, it's just a lot. Get, out of, get, get out of my way. I'm trying yeah, to go. Yeah. Get out of my way. Get, yeah, out of yeah, my yeah. way. get out of my way. All right. Well. We also learned about what in our education we learned about the difference between North and South Jersey. Yeah, so, there is a definite yeah. split, and you'll hear that on on Jersey Ghouls because Marissa is originally from North Jersey, yeah. right outside of New practically York. New York. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what she, you know, <laughs> and where I have I have never lived more than like twenty minutes outside of Philadelphia in any okay. town I've lived in. I've never been more than twenty minutes, which is actually kind of like a joke. Like when when you're mm-hmm. in Jersey, like you're never more than 20 minutes from anywhere you know like where yeah. i live i'm 20 minutes from where the convention is i'm 20 minutes from if you're always 20 yeah. minutes but truly i've never lived you know i i can't even think i no yeah i've never really lived very far from philly so for marissa when you talk about the city it's new york right yeah. but mm-hmm. when you say the city to me it's philadelphia yeah. and there's a lot of like words for things like she makes fun of me because i put you know jimmy's on my ice cream which She'll be like, they're called sprinkles. Right. I'm like, no, they're jimmies. <laughs> you know, she comes from the land of subs and like right. grinders where, you know, down here, they're hoagies. So mm-hmm. I always have to defend that because they're like, oh, it's not hoagies. There's no such thing. But if you go to our convenience stores, our major convenience stores, Wawa, the sign says hoagies. So it doesn't Boom. say subs. There's a it sign. It says hoagies. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust Wawa. Yes. Who was who the pocketbook thing? That's me. Okay. That's me. And I think that's just like, you know... 1977 Italian coming out. I don't know. My mom always called it a pocketbook, and that's probably because her mom called it a pocketbook. And yeah. yes, it's a purse or a handbag, but no. it's a pocketbook. No. And not, not pocket book, pocket book. It's Pock- a pocketbook. It's a pocketbook. It's a pocketbook. Po- like pocket like, that's the latest in Pokemon Go. Yeah. You can catch a pocketbook, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to show you this This funny. There's a couple memes on Facebook about it's like how to, how to speak Philadelphia. And it's stuff like, you know, the stuff that you, you know, swim in the ocean, water. Water. W-O-O-D-E-R. Yeah. Now, I can, that I, have heard. I can say that having been a theater major, like, that got smacked out of me, like, freshman year. It's mm-hmm. water. water. I do yeah. say water. But I think everything else, I'm 100% like South Jersey, Philadelphia. You know, I'm sure you guys, well, I think Joshua, you had said, like, when you hear Marissa and I talking, like, next to each other, like, you can kind of hear her accent versus my accent yeah. and the definite difference. Yeah, there's definitely words. difference. There's something with the A's, like, when you say when you say a word with an A, like, that, it's a little ant up here, hand, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. We're nasally. Yeah, we're, just, we're, exactly. We're nasally. It's, yeah, it's like the nasally thing, mm-hmm. you know? But what? either way, you know... There's no reason to fight about it. We're all friends. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm. I, we were supposed to have Marissa here today as well, so we send out love to her child who was sick, so she uh, unfortunately could not make it, so we'll, we'll have to make it up in the future with uh, having her on as well. Yes, Joshua um, looked at the child, stroked, the, stroked, the, right. stroked mm-hmm. her gently with the back of his hand, and said, sickness. Right. 
and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And you notice that my, you know, I had I had this little acne and it just vanished, you know. <laughs> yes. um, a few of my lines and wrinkles, you know, mysteriously mm-hmm. uh, healed. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. She showed me her little coloring book and I went, here's the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> give, me your, give me your energy, child. I'm not going to survive this con without it. <laughs> Come, little children, I'll take the away. Yeah, that's exactly. That's actually what happened. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, that's totally. Joshua that's totally Winifred Sanderson her. <laughs> yeah. So you just let Marissa know. Like, we don't blame her. It's, Marissa it really is, is my she's fault. She's listening to this and she's horrified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but we definitely miss her on, on today. And I, I do look forward to uh, seeing her again because it was just really fun with, with, with both of you. Uh, so you, you're, you're delightful people. Talking horror all weekend. <sighs> yeah. And now more horror now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, today's episode we are going to in the second half uh, do a do try our best to discuss <laughs> uh, to stay on topic and discuss. That's more directed Freddy's. toward me. That's more directed toward me. <laughs> well, as you yeah, as you try to derail us into into Disney, but we're going to discuss a Nightmare on Elm Street two Freddy's Revenge, which we watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street in our first season. So you know this is a a sequel to that. If you go back, um, what's it's called? So much blood or there's so much blood. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll look that up at the break and we'll we'll confirm that in the second half. Yes. Uh, so yes, this is an, the unofficial sequel to that episode, um, or not unofficial, official, official sequel. Yeah. yeah, this is the official it's totally sequel. sequel. Yeah, this is the remake. <laughs> this is the, the the reboot of this that, is the unauthorized episode. director's cut of <laughs> that of the sequel that was unplanned exactly and you know kickstarted by the fans. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we wish uh if, if we should start a kickstarter what you know whatever go for Why it not? anyways um but first we we do want to um as, as always when we have a guest lecture on we like to talk about how uh, you know we have some things we like to ask you about um your own you know come to jesus moment come you're to come, lucifer you're come to freddy you're come to freddy moment you know with horror uh so do you um what was the first horror movie that you saw jackie if you remember, um, I feel I feel like very on topic um, that it was a nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I kind of got brought into horror. Uh, it was like Stockholm syndrome. Awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. uh, growing up, the way that my bedroom and my brother's bedroom were oriented, um, we could like see each other's doors. Like so. I would always sleep with my door open because, you know, I'm a little kid. You know, I got to have the hall light on, got to have the door open. And my brother, who's six years older than me, you know, obviously his door shut. He had a door poster, like a six foot door poster of Freddy Krueger, like kind of with like the claws out. And it was like Nightmare on Elm Street. And so where my bed was every night before I closed my eyes and like, no, I knew who Freddy was. I don't think I had seen the movies at the time, but I knew who he was. I knew what he did. So every night before I went to sleep, I saw Freddy Krueger. So um, I think just after a couple weeks of that, I probably got curious. And I remember like not long after, like I stopped being afraid. And I'm like, okay, well, if like if he hasn't killed me yet, right? I can probably watch hasn't the movie. Hasn't climbed off the yeah. door and slid under. I can probably watch the movie. Um, so I'm pretty sure that was one of the first ones. The only other very early memory horror movie that I have uh, was Monster Squad. And oh, okay. I, you know, not unlike our our Matt Kelly, um, it's it's in my top five. Like I love Monster Squad. That is a movie that I have watched 
so many times. And I, I remember being little at my Aunt Marie's house, like sitting on the shag carpeting, like watching it come on like TV, like on the Sunday afternoon TV or whatever. That one I watched all the time. So I'm, I don't know what came first, but it was either Monster Squad or Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. Well, that's pretty good. So then it sounds like, because usually I follow that up with like, what's the first horror that you like sought out? But it sounds like you made that kind of executive decision. Like, I'm going to watch an Iron yeah. on Elm Street. Probably a little too young, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with like when in, in 1990, when Stephen King's It miniseries. Yeah. I, I watched that, Stay of there, course. I watched that on TV you know, as it was that, new. That one kind of rocked me a little bit. I remember I would shower and when I would wash my hair, instead of, you know, with with the you know being away from the drain you know putting your head back under the water i would purposely shower facing the drain i would not take my eyes off the drain kind of had like a plan in like the moment i saw like the white come up of of pennywise's head yeah. i could bolt you know i didn't want to be caught by surprise like i'm not going to have you to my back so like i would shower <laughs> yep. like looking at the drain like just at the ready Joe does that now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like I'm ready. Yeah. I'm like yeah. I mean, you know. Also, if that if that scars guard wants to come up and you know, well, that's I mean, different. That's yeah. different. Yeah, that's the different. Tim Curry one. No, but he'll take he'll but take no, Bill. But, you know, little I mean, Billy scars guard. Hey, you know, Scandahoovian right Baldwins, right? So they're <laughs> yeah. they're really great. But yes, I I had a similar thing with a drain, but but not but not having to do with anything with horror movies. I one time. This is going to speak so much to my neurosis, and maybe I'll have a psychological breakthrough right now for all of you. But one time, I uh, dropped, I accidentally dropped like the, the last bit of, yes, I did. <laughs> I did drop soap. Oh my gosh, don't, go ahead. Don't Sorry. Give it. You thought it was going to be. That's amazing. So I dropped this like, you know how it's like when the soap is almost gone, it's just this little sliver, right? So I dropped yeah. it down. Uh, for some reason, our shower drain, the grate was broken, so it was open, and you know we hadn't gotten it fixed yet, so I dropped it down the, the hole, and all of a sudden, I just thought that I, that set off a chain reaction of, like, of things in my life that were, like, because the, then, like, the power went off, and I was like, oh, my God, it's because I dropped the soap down the drain, now I can't get it back, and so then I'm like, oh, well, I was, that's my thing with drains, and... You, you are terrified both, that you lost the zest bar. You are both it, looking zest. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm just, Irish spring. Irish spring. I, okay, Irish whatever. Spring, I, sir. I will say on here. I don't know if it's too much information. I do not use bar to soap. I mean, unless it's like you know. I mean, in a hotel where it's like I'm not bringing fifteen thousand products like I have at home, but I don't use bar soap. So I have various fancy. You know, lavender body washes and things. You know, <laughs> Joshua mint, mint scrubs. Joshua and bathes as if he's yeah. Egyptian royalty. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. Just like yeah, he's I have oranges cut up and lemons. Exactly. It's like the Japanese baths. Yeah, Jeffrey is grinding up lapis lazuli to make yep. your makeup. That's like, right. It's great. That's right. Uh, but Jeffrey does use bar soap, so we always have it in there. But I mean, ah, like just, a rube, just, like just, like a common. What I I know, and I try to talk him out of it because you know he's like somebody's he's like oh you know my skin's dry I'm like support soap stop using it throw it away <laughs> but he likes don't worry it. I know what to do with it I'll just toss it down right. your drain yeah okay. move it down your drain but that's gonna and start kill my power yeah, chain exactly. reaction and just... a chain reaction and all of a sudden you know it'll be my curse it'll be my gypsy curse I <laughs> right. put your thumb down the drain and now is your life <laughs> oh man um, so. Back to the, the, the real horror, Joe. 
Um, <laughs> what are some of your other favorite horror films that you like? Do you, what I want to say, like maybe something you saw advertised and you knew for a fact it was horror and you're like, I'm going to go see that. I have to see that. Like when you had that kind of autonomy. Right. So for me, like kind of my, my brand of horror, I have always gravitated to 80s slasher films like that is that is my bread and butter so i will take all the franchises you know i'll do the halloweens friday 13th nightmare on elm street child's play that is that is what i like i am into gore i i love seeing special effects i love all of that the practical effects yeah oh the practical yeah very Mm -hmm. important let us specify the practical effects like seeing stuff like rick baker and stan winston and just yeah that's what I like. I, you know, if you've listened to the Jersey Ghouls at all, you know how much I appreciate eighties boobs and those topless scenes. Are just, <laughs> I just, so it's, it's funny because yeah, well they're so real, you know. It's they like, are. Well, that's know. where like it kind of started as a joke, but it began. It, it kind of ran triangle boobs and now people misinterpret that as like the shape of the boob itself it's not the shape it's all about the string bikinis that that were very popular in the 80s so you literally got a triangle tan line and when they would do the topless scenes they would just be like that white little triangle over Mm -hmm. like the nipple area and that's the triangle boob yeah Yeah, the natural lovely triangle boob so uh yeah so i'm very on brand with with the slasher film so really anytime they came out and like in you know growing up in the late 80s and early 90s like they were coming out every year with all the different franchises and even all of like even smaller ones like Sleepaway Camp I love all of yeah. those movies and like the Slumber Party Massacres anytime you know there was basically a group of girls being terrorized by some sort of maniac either you know ghost or demonic or just you know human hell bent on killing these girls like I always gravitated toward that what do you so for you what is the draw for slasher films because i get you know like you know there's all this like the the rhetoric and the conversation about like the slasher film and you know we sit and we watch and so often it is through the eyes of the killer you know your that their perspective and um you know it's always that pov shot is you know michael stabs somebody or you know so it's like it's you know that there's the view is that, right. you know, and we're participating. We're like complicit in like the slasher, you know? And so a lot of times, you know, it's easy to equate that with like male violence and, oh, they go, oh, these are so popular with boys and this is the problem. This is where guys like are learning this kind of, you know? So I'm curious for you, um, especially cause you know, Jersey ghouls has a, a great feminist bent and obviously you and Marissa play off each other, you know, the, the analytics. So I'm, I'm just curious of the analysis. Um, I'm curious for you, what is the draw for the slasher film? The draw for me is that mostly it can't happen in real life. Like the Freddies, the Jasons that like they have been killed, blown up, torn apart, and they always come back. I think I gravitate toward those because like there's nothing to truly be afraid of. You know, there could be a jump scare. There might be, you know, some scary makeup or whatever. I think I gravitate toward that because that can't happen in real life. Like, I think we were talking earlier this weekend about, um, like, Japanese horror. Like, movies like Audition. Like, that can happen. Like, there are crazy people that have done things like that. And, like, I I shy away from, like, um, what is it? The, uh, what's the the term? The French. um, French extreme. Extreme, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't do well with those movies because it's just, it's so, 
there's something kind of too real yeah. in it for me. And like, yeah. I do understand, you know, I'm, I try my best to, you know, suspension of disbelief and it's a movie and I want to see the art behind it. Yeah. But there's just something a little too real, too real about that. So I think I do those kind of franchise slashers movie from the 80s just simply because I'm like, they're, they're safe. To me, they're yeah. safe. They're entertainment. Like I can kind of sit back and just enjoy it without having to walk away from the movie kind of really like mulling it over and like thinking about like too, too much in the way that like it would affect me emotionally. Like I can sit and talk about it for hours, but I'm not going to have any sort of feeling of dread. Like it's not like when you watch last house on the left and then you're just like, yeah, I can't walk to my car without my keys between my fingers and I got to be careful of strangers. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's definitely like, I don't want to say that I'm a wuss, but like it's a little bit, I'm a wuss. (laughs) No, but I mean, we live in a world where that's a very real thing. Like, you know, women are encouraged to protect themselves from rape and from violence, whereas men are not encouraged to not commit it (laughs) you know so i mean it makes sense and no matter how like you know tough you you know quotes you know consider yourself or you know the you know that doesn't matter i mean it's a very real threat regardless of what you look like regardless of what you're wearing so you know that that makes sense whereas like for me it's like i rarely feel unsafe you know i mean sure there are probably states I don't necessarily want to be out in and walking around with like my eyeliner and like something that's like very, you know, very queer looking. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I could probably sometimes feel unsafe that way. But the majority of my life, I never consider like, I don't watch a a horror film and, you know, something like this and go, you know, I'm in danger. (laughs) Like like there's, there's a very real threat to my existence. So I, I find that, I find that very fascinating that there is for you enjoying horror, you know, as as a woman, <laughs> capital W, you know that there's there's a, an odd safety. Mm-hmm. You know that's really that's inter- That's a perspective we have not. I've not heard. You know, so that's why I love doing this. I love having people on. That. <laughs> so very funny. You should mention that. So that ex- that specific like idea of like it it can't happen is one of the reasons why like i'm still trying to get my mom to like watch a film with me mm-hmm. and like you know i'm yeah. trying to now like spread the gospel of horror to everybody and try to get to get them to watch films with me i have a disciple <laughs> exactly well you know father <laughs> evil was at the <laughs> i know i saw that guy and i wanted to stop by and check him out uh, but like so the gospel of horror but i keep telling because like i you know i'm like mom do you want to watch it i think you'd like it or like get out you know something more modern and a li- maybe rooted in a little bit of reality but also still kind of you know not not so rooted in reality like it could actually happen yeah i have i have older relatives aunts and uncles that are catholic that will not watch the exorcist mm-hmm. because yeah. they think that like somehow watching it will open some sort of door to satan and it's like i can't i can't watch the exorcist. Oh. i'm catholic i can't right. watch the exorcist. I did, yeah i had a block in the exorcist for a long time because my aunt when i was a kid she, my super catholic aunt she was just like oh no it's like it's so intense and you know it was it was i think at that time the exorcist was like the passion of the Christ movies was for like our generation where it's just like, it's that super intense, mildly religious type movie when Mm -hmm. the exorcist is not like that at all. Yeah. But like, so my mom and like my mom and my dad, they watched like all those Chicago shows on NBC. My mom is a retired forensic scientist and watched and like, and, and watches like uh, CSI and NCIS, like, like 
criminal procedurals like law enforcement procedurals that are literally based in reality that right. are about like <laughs> hyper realism yeah. yeah. i'm like i was like so mom you're not gonna watch like you know you're gonna watch ncis or you're gonna watch like you know some some action show about terrorism um about like a bioterrorism that could could actually happen but you know a clown that sits in the sewer every 27 yeah. years and kills a bunch <laughs> of kids yeah. is is no I, I, I told I told her this, and she was like, "Well, I guess when you put it that way." And I'm like, "You know," but it just makes me scared. And she's like, "Sometimes I'm alone, and I don't need those thoughts." And I'm like, "Okay, but like, you know, this week on CSI, like Olivia Benson just busted a group, you know, just did this, and there was a woman who was alone, and you know, like, but you know, but you know, a a a demon child molester who comes back and kills people in their dreams." That's the one. That's yeah. too much. That's yeah. too, much. too much. But okay, you know. Yeah. So I just need to know where where that is. So yeah, well, and you know, I think too, like going back to like the Exorcist in particular. I mean, the marketing strategy for that, and you know, the fact that they released it at Christmas. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it was like a December twenty third, or maybe even like twenty six. But it, it, regardless, it was I can't remember exactly the date. But I mean, that must that had to have felt like for people that were extremely religious mm-hmm. who had not you know read the book or been exposed to you know to this kind of horror. I mean, that had to feel like a real like attack. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the devil himself is like arranging this. I mean, on the holiest of holidays, yeah. you know, the birth of our Lord, we're going to release this movie about a demonic possession, you know, but it's like, it's vanquished kind of. In it's the also end. not like explicitly Satan. It's the demon. Pazuzu. Right. But yes. still, it's yeah. like, you, it's a good uh, training ground to learn how to fight demons. They should be watching this but so was, they can yeah. see. It was, it was a possession <laughs> of a little girl. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. it was it's straight from hell. Yeah. It is straight from hell, and yeah, yeah, if you watch it, you you open the door and you'll you'll probably get possessed. So, yeah. most and likely. Father Karras is so obviously there's gay, room right? for more like, in here. <laughs> Father Karras is so obviously gay, right? Or like at least a child molester holding back his urges, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that's a new reading of the, of, of the Exorcist, Joe. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to rewatch no, it. and I've we'll never, talk about it later. Yeah, I've never thought of of Karras as being queer or uh, being a queer character or. Uh, uh, any more so than I think of a lot of that is having kind of a weird queerness to it, you know, that well, you've decided to yeah. be celibate and live your whole life with a bunch of other men. I mean, I, I guess I have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, you know, then there's all like the all the nuns coming out now saying that they, you know, this is going very dark. Well, there's a, there's a queerness, <laughs> I, I, you know, to put a button on this one, I think the yeah. reason why I think there's a queerness to it is the fact that like with Father Karras, he, as a Jesuit, he also has, there's a rooted, he's a psychiatrist. Like he, yeah. there's a rooted, um, he's rooted in science, but he also has his faith and the, and it's the questioning of that is also very queer. Yeah. Like, questioning the Perhaps. living, living yeah, yeah, yeah. in a secular, a secular clinical tradition, but also still like having it rooted in like a spiritual religious, yeah. you know, ecumenical tradition is uh, interesting. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. Really. That's, cool. that's, that's an interesting reading. Uh, so before, before we, <laughs> I was like, I just dropped out. Father Karras is gay. And <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the takeaway. Yes. Um, but okay. So before we have a, a little break and get to, um, and then get to, to Freddie's revenge, I do want to ask you who, what's, holding that tradition for you these days. What are some movies that have come out that you thought were good, that are slasher, that you kind of feel are keeping that alive? Any Anything recent that you really liked? Maybe in the last, let's say, 10 to 15 years. Well, I don't... Just to give you some time. I you know. don't... I, 
I okay. So I'm gonna say that I can't think of anything particularly that came out that was just. I mean, we're going back to we're going back to the 90s when yeah. Scream revitalized. Yeah, Scream revitalized it, and it was so important for the genre. Um, and now today. I don't want to say that I, I didn't dislike the new Halloween. I enjoyed it. I, 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 I got to see a slasher on film. I got to see it a very po- – so popular. Oh, yeah, and it I made think, so much money. I think that's – it's not necessarily even if I like it or I don't like it. Just the fact that between you know Halloween and even not it, – it's not a slasher but Hereditary and, and – um, oh, why am I blanking on Jordan Peele? Not us. Get out. Get out. Thank you. Like the fact that horror movies in general, like it's not even necessarily for me now slashers. It's and whether I like it or not, it's just the excitement that it is becoming more mainstream, more accepted, more, more recognized. Um, And again, like I keep going back to Halloween, but like it was just so much fun because I can't remember the last time I saw like a slasher like that. In theaters, yeah. like in a packed theater with a bunch of people cheering, like we were, we're cheering for Michael Myers, yeah. and I mean, I know on our show that I'm usually the one cheering for the bad guy. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a it's, big part yeah. of horror. Like it's, you know? it's just, it's so cool. It's so, it's just so cool to me to see that. Like I had, you know, I have some younger nieces and nephews, like they're younger teenage years, and like they saw it and they know that I like it and they're instantly like oh I went yeah. to meet my friends, we went to see it, and they're asking me stuff about like old Halloween movies and. I don't know. I I don't I don't even want to say that there's a particular one that I like or gravitate to. It's just it's just all of them being as popular as they are, being in the theater, like with, yeah. with it coming back and you know, now like I mean, we're still buzzing cuz you know, chapter 2 is coming out and yeah. and you know, us the the new Jordan Peele is yeah. coming. So um I don't know. I it's a great time. Yeah, like horror. I can't even yeah. I don't even want to pinpoint that there's one particular that I'm going toward. It's just all of it in general. It just makes me so excited. Did you watch the summer of 84? I haven't seen that one okay. yet, no. Yeah, because I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Um, what about... Do you watch Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy that. And I mean, I get that. I know that that's sci-fi and it's kind of, you know, a different type of horror. It's like, you know, like E.T. or The Goonies or something. Like it has that sort of vibe. Um, but, uh, you know, I... I really enjoy that because I really get what they're doing and I think they do a good job with like mm-hmm. the, the 80s, the the is tactility a word? Like, I don't know. It just it feels so yeah, like I can reach out and like yeah. grab that tab right off the screen. You know, I feel like they get it. You know, they get it. Well, yeah. Get it well. And if you think about who's and that's ma- set in those times, exactly. Things, like you know? the filmmakers who are making those kinds of films are the filmmakers who grew up in those times. Yeah. That's who true. Grew up watching those things, so it's like their reverence for it is very high like it's very yeah absolutely it's very um important to them to get those types of things right so yeah um i I think that this is an interesting time because it's like oh you know i'm it's 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 weird when you feel like you when you realize that you are a demographic like this Mm -hmm. was made for me i am exactly going to watch this because this was made for me it's almost like how you know we had our run of zombie movies and like zombie movies were the thing and Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. we're we're still in you know superhero superhero thing 
I feel like the current trend is is the nostalgia movies because yeah. you've got Stranger Things, you've got you know even with like it, you know, you know Michael Bay brought Ninja Turtles back, and right. you're right, it's like it's the people, it's, it's me. I'm I'm a hundred percent that demographic. I'm a nostalgia junkie. I will still yeah. you know collect VHS, you know, and and the whole nine. So I'm your target audience, and you're you're doing it right. Like you're doing it absolutely right. Like I forget. Um, I forget where I saw it, but like somebody had said that it's like, you know, the nostalgia is like it's kids on bikes. Mm-hmm. It's kids. kids yeah. If, you, if you've got kids riding bikes through a neighborhood set at least 15 years ago, then like you're in that you're in that nostalgia genre. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very lucky to be a horror fan at this time, you know, because growing up, I mean, yeah, lots of people liked scary movies and horror, but it wasn't being analyzed the way that, you know, we, you know, are analyzing it on our, on our various shows or, you know, we're seeing it out in the culture. There's so much books and great articles and, you know, just, it's it just like, we've, we've seen it become so much more mainstream than I think, you know, I, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe in the eighties, I mean, people still, they always made money and people like went to them and all of that. But I feel like there's, there's a real horror culture it's so that I available. don't know if it existed. It's so yeah. available though. It's like, it's, yeah. you were saying it's technology. It's mm-hmm. all the streaming services. It's yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. and shutter and Hulu. It's podcasts like us that, yeah. you know, the avail, we, it's so readily at our fingers. It's so much more available. I mean, we had a video store that was a couple blocks from the house and, you know, we had to ride our bikes. You go yep. to the video store, yep. But that's it, you know. Like when I was younger, they like, had it or they didn't. My we had HBO growing up, but like I was a very strict rule in my house. Like if you're not 13, you're not watching a PG 13 movie. So, like it's funny because like on like Marissa has talked about um, uh, what's his name Joe Bob Briggs, who um, it was kind of uh, he did the um, he like would show horror movies and kind of talk about them or whatever kind of how uh like elvira has okay. done and so stuff he's like, like a horror that. host yes he's a horror thing. host cool. i couldn't think of the word yeah, yeah yeah um and he actually has a series on shutter and he's he's extremely popular but i have no nostalgia for that because like i didn't watch that growing up because that was not something i was allowed to watch like if my parents you know i had a tv in my room but if my parents said like you know you have to go to bed like you can't watch tv I wasn't going to like sneak and turn the TV on. Like, very oh, goody two shoes. You were good. Very good. If my parents <laughs> said you have to be in bed by nine, I was in bed by nine. If I wasn't sleeping, I was laying there and I was just like, all right, wait to sleep. I wouldn't sneak out. I wouldn't turn the TV on. Like, Marissa talks about, like, oh, I did. I don't, you know, they said oh, I couldn't yeah. watch it. She turned, not the me. The North Jersey girls. I know, right? right. <laughs> that bad New York influence. Yeah. <laughs> See? In, in no pink. manners. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I no, didn't, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, like, so I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of horror growing up. And what I did usually got filtered through my my older brother. Okay. So yeah, yeah, or yeah. again, it was something safe like Monster Squad that came on TV. Like anything that showed on TV, like during the day, was fine. Was fine because yeah. even like I remember watching you know Nightmare on Elm Street movies on TV because again, oh, like yeah. on the weekends, like that weekend fucking back. matinees. <laughs> yep. And there was like the the TV shows like that. Like that like, as long as it was daytime and it was on TV, then it was fine. So. That's where I call it. That's that where I started sense. a lot of it was like, yeah, the extremely edited Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like, that's where I started. I know it shocked me when I actually got older and started like getting movies and, you know, I'm watching them now. And even some, you know, that still it's like I'm seeing them now as an adult where I saw them as a kid. I go, oh, my God, they really said that? Like with Monster Squad, we're watching it because I, I had only ever seen it really edited on, on mm-hmm. Fox 19 
movie matinee Saturday, you know, the four o'clock showing. And, uh, you know, they didn't have all the words in there. So I was really shocked by, you know, how much foul language. And, you know, we talked about that on, on the, on the show with, uh, with Maddie, um, with Matt Kelly of, uh, horror movie night, you know, it was, it was kind of shocking. And there's, you know, there was lots of movies like, I don't remember that scene. Was that actually in there? <laughs> you know, so. But that's the editing thing. Um, Give what, me the amulet, you bitch. <laughs> I know to that little girl. Jeez. Yeah. Gosh, man. I mean, I know you're a monster vampire, but come on. Bring it down. Um, and you know I like my vampires violent and predatory. So <laughs> Yes. Um, so one more thing. I, I just want any, any like, recommendations. Like, got to watch this movie. For me, because as someone... Just uh, in general, well, you know, because you guys, you know... Yeah, well, because we, we also, we've gotten to know each other the last, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of days, so I feel like you know pretty much what I'm all about, and because <laughs> I'm also, I feel like I'm also very committed to keeping our 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 show fresh to the point where it's like, you know, oh, do you want to go listen? Do you, like, last night we were like, oh, we're going to go record, do you want to listen? I'm like, no, I'm going to go catch up on Top Chef and, like, take a nap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, keeping myself yeah, as too much insulated horror. as possible. So that way it's fresh. But like, do you have any recommendations for newbies getting into horror and then maybe something for me that... Yeah, that you think uh, we should watch. That we should watch. Yeah, well, I'll say that... Doing doing um our show, we we're about on par with you guys. I think we're about sixty episodes with our show, and luckily I've got you know Marissa. Um, we've had our our other co-host Nate. We've had plenty of guests. Yeah, like we all kind of collectively pick movies, and they have introduced me to so many movies that you know I would never even think of watching. Like I've probably seen the cover, like you know, like I said, through the video store yeah, and yeah, yeah. never picked it up, flipped through it on Netflix, never watched it, but like kind of being forced to watch it for the show, there I'm like I it's kind of like I need to stop being so narrow minded. Like I need to step out of my box. And yeah. that's one thing that Jersey Ghouls has done for me is I have totally stepped out of my like my box. Like I said, if it's not a franchise slasher from the eighties, like late seventies, early eighties, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so I got introduced to a lot of Dario Argento. Yeah. And one of my favorite films, and I, like, I just, I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, please don't take away my horror street cred. Because I only had watched the movie Deep Red for the first time earlier, or like, I guess it was late 2018. And so that one is one that is on my list now that like anybody that hasn't seen it, I say like, you know, watch Deep Red, you okay. know? That's not that's not a part of the three mothers, right? No, that's no, not. No, no, no. no. Um, that's a, that's a good one because I mean I do want to do well. I do yeah. want to do some more of, of Argento stuff. Yeah, like and that like, I mean I knew I knew uh, demons like I knew that like I mm. knew kind of like the more I guess I don't want to say more popular but like that those were ones I remember. So so Deep Red is what I like. I would always say like start start at the beginning. You know, you're going to start a book at the beginning, start at the beginning. Like yeah. learn learn your roots. Like, you know, go to the universal classics. Like I I love them. I know some people find them kind of boring and they are slow and they're different because we're used to a different kind of horror. Yeah, absolutely. But let's go back to the 30s. Bride of Frankenstein is one of my favorites. Like yeah. I, I even Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, um the creature from the black lagoon I is love, just incredible. Like I favorites. absolutely love it. Beautiful. So I I always, you know, be it simple i say start at the beginning and like work your way up and you know find find what you like as far as the genre like or find what you like as far as time period because again i keep focusing on the 80s like for me like that's how i like to kind of 
categorize like I go 80s and I mean yeah. and there's just so like even and not even franchises or sequels there's so many one-offs that are just fantastic yeah. like you yeah. look at a movie and you're like oh that's so 80s and I'm like yes I know I love it it's fantastic so my recommendation and especially for someone who doesn't like horror like out of like kind of the fear factor like you're you're gonna start super easy there and like you work your way up yeah what's the what's yeah. the movie i was talking about today for you to see maniac maniac i said oh, that he should watch maniac yes maniac like, would be wa- fun. You, and that one you can watch the original and then the remake yeah, with elijah, with elijah wood. wood yeah oh there's an original oh yes. uh-huh. yeah okay because we were so we were at some booth and there was they had these um they had these prints these art these art drawings studio house yes studio house and it was like and they had um uh elijah wood i was like elijah wood what's what what horror film was elijah wood in and then she was like oh maniac and i think you'd love it because it's like you know it's all point of view it's all like Mm -hmm. his his yeah yeah i mean it's definitely intense it is it is intense but yeah so yeah that i forgot that i had said that so that's i'm gonna say you know start simple work your way up but i think yeah i think you would like mania okay all right mania we're definitely gonna put that on on the list because that's you know this um we have to start broadening out a little bit more you know because that's the thing you know i've been so hyper focused on like you know do i think it deserved an oscar nomination you know even though again Mm -hmm. you know the oscars are probably garbage um not probably we know that they are (laughs) no Tony, Tony Collette, Collette. <laughs> right? Tony Collette was yes. Rob, exactly. Totally Rob. So yeah, you know, they're you know, but still, it's like I try to think like you know, does it you know? That's kind of always where I'm sort of coming from. And yeah, we have some movies on our that we've watched that maybe don't necessarily qualify f- for that, but they led to you know awesome conversations like The Thinner, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was great great talks, you know. So it's like I'm trying to find you know a way to branch out a little bit more now that it's like you know you've got those foundations. I do want to go back. I definitely want to do Creature of the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. I want to do a Bride series. Just Bride of Reanimator, Bride of Chucky, Bride of Frankenstein. You know, just because it'd be very interesting to just look at what what is being said here. Um, Although I was listening to something with Jennifer Tilly and they're like, you know, where's Groom of Tiffany? You know, that's what we need. (laughs) And I think that's, uh, you know, know, maybe that's the the next thing. That's what we're doing next. Um, But yeah, so those are those are excellent, uh, excellent suggestions and i and i will say that you know on on that where you know you you're very comfortable in the genre and the part of the genre that you like when you go outside your comfort zone and then listening to the opinions that you two have when they when they when they don't agree is also really fun like as far as just a a simple plug for jersey ghouls just like it's it's also really interesting to hear like it get it get very um, I'm not going to say even heated, but it's like, it's yeah, just very, are. it's just very like, no coming it's a dialogue. From the, yeah. It's, it's a, a dialogue. dialogue. And, and, yeah. and that's the way it was set out because definitely you know, we, we do, we, you know, we tag ourselves as, you know, a feminist podcast. We yeah. always kind of put that spit on things, but we also have always, you know, it, it's kind of like the feminist fangirl perspective where Marissa, like she, she is my warrior. She, she is my soapbox girl. And you know what? I stand Fly behind that her. Flag, Seriously, yeah. 100%. And I always stand behind her. But I definitely come, like, where she is, you know, taking notes. And, you know, she's my girl that will go back and look up things that are, she'll do a little bit more research. She'll look at something academically and like to come at it from that angle. I definitely, like, I'm the fangirl. She's my feminist yeah. and I'm her fangirl. Mm-hmm. So. I always come at things a little differently where, you know, and I, and I think you're right. Like our two different perspectives, mm-hmm. 
you know, we don't always agree. I will say that we major for the most part, we will agree on a lot of stuff. But there are there are certain episodes where we have just completely different opinions on it. And we always kind of just like at some point, like look at each other and smile. And it's like, you know what? Agree to disagree. And then we and then we move on. And yeah. then you go family. get drinks yeah. and you, you, know, yeah. you do whatever. Because your family. Yeah. Well, when yeah. you hear your family. When you hear there your family. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, family, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from the Jersey Ghouls. Get a little get a little taste. Get a little sampling uh, of of their uh, ad. If you've not heard it the hundred other times we put it on, because we do. We I, thank we you love so you guys. much for that. Sarah. And uh, and then we'll be back to uh, try to talk about Freddy's revenge. Okay. <laughs> Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm here, too. We are the Jersey Ghouls, a horror podcast based out of the Garden State. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Marissa's scholarly conversations. By the way, if you Google psycho female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Nate's thrilling debate. Why? Why are you so resistant against because it? Because don't, don't you start. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Jackie's love of 80s slasher movie, Topless Seat. Whoa, Jackie, this is a feminist podcast. I know. I'm a woman. And as a woman, I appreciate a nice set of jugs. Okay, but you shouldn't call them jugs. Hooters? Bazungas? Tatas? Dirty uh, pillows? I, I like boobs, too. Can, can I call them fun bags? No! We're the Jersey Ghouls. You can find us on social media by searching Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also find our blog and podcast on our website, jerseyghouls.com. All right. Well, welcome back. That was, uh, you know. Lovely as always. Check out the the Jersey Ghouls, and we have you one. Just, you have one. Bro, we've it. got one. We've, we've, we've we captured we've one. Ca- caught one. one. Um, are you guys just at Jersey Ghouls on everything? Yes. Or is it at Jersey Ghouls podcast? No, or anything we like are that? at okay. Jersey Ghouls. Cool. So Facebook, Instagram. Do you do the Twitter? We do. Yes. Do you tweet? We do you tweet. tweet? Um, we twat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's Jersey, so you would twat. You know. Yeah, right. We got twat. All right. So yeah. So find them on all on all of that. Um, anyway. So today's uh, uh, film is <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge from 1985, uh, directed by Jack Shoulder. That name doesn't mean anything to me other than <laughs> this movie. Uh, anyway, so it's set five years after the original. Um, Night, a Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, Jesse Walsh and his family move into uh, Heather Langenkamp's Nancy Thompson's house and, you know, strange things begin to happen. <gasps> <laughs> As he uh, becomes, like, possessed by Freddy and uh, starts to change. And we, we jokingly refer to this one as as the gay one. Yes. You know, there's the original one. There's, like, Dream Warriors where it's, like, the one where they have, like, superpowers in their dreams. And then the, uh, the one with the kid and the one where Freddy He's like in the real world terrorizing people and the well, one I guess where that's Heather a little bit in this. Right, but that's the one. Yeah, you know, Wes Craven's new nightmare. So this 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 the uh, the queer community. It's the it's the, the gay one. But so let's uh just start as we always do with uh Joe's initial thoughts on when you first saw this. <laughs> uh well 
Because <laughs> it's been, excuse me, it's been a little while because we did watch this with some queer. We, we had like a queer horror night. And we watched um, Cabal or the, the Cabal cut of Nightbreed and um, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And- Which I get a ton of street cred when I tell people that I've seen Nightbreed because they're like, oh, you've seen Nightbreed? Yeah. And I was like, yes, I have. The director's cut with Clyde Barker. We were at... Um, that was intense it? music. What was the t-shirt? The t-shirt? Studio House. So at Studio House, they had a Cronenberg... Um, they had they do these really cool shirts where it's like ten VHS covers and it's the spines are all different films and what they look like you know when they were on VHS yeah. and so they do by different themes so it's like here's like Wes Craven here is uh, here's all the Freddies all the Jasons so he had one that was a Cronenberg one and the Cronenberg one had Nightbreed and I told him I was like yeah it was telling me about the podcast and I'm like oh yeah but I've seen Nightbreed and I've seen The Fly and he's like wow you seen Nightbreed I'm like yeah and I even told him I'm like yeah Cronenberg it, it was very obvious that there were one that was the only one that Cronenberg did not direct mm he was in it yeah and i was like yeah so i guess these aren't director ones because cronenberg wasn't in night or didn't direct nightbreed clive barker directed nightbreed and he's like yeah not many people and he was so happy because he was like <laughs> people always want me to be like you know this isn't a director's t why do you have that there because he didn't direct it and i'm like well no that's a, obviously a body of work and he was such a weird character in yeah. nightbreed to begin with that of course you're gonna have it in there and it's just a weird film in general yeah. yeah, he said that, you know, he's like, I don't call them director stacks. He's like, yeah. everybody else does. He's like, yeah. you know, so he's like, yeah, he's like, I like to do a body of work. So, yeah, I, like I was very, pl- I was like, oh, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back to Freddie. But yes, back to the <laughs> Freddy's revenge. Horror. What? Uh, yeah. When, when we first watched this. Yeah. It, how could I, I just don't I'm hard pressed now to think like, how could this be made now and not be? not be considered that it was the gayest thing alive like the painfully gayest, obvious pay, to everybody painfully involved obvious except for like whoever was on the film making it um i thought that like you know it also it just became very obvious to me that like well obviously obviously what jesse's struggling with is the fact that <laughs> is the fact that he has you know really intense homosexual feelings for his friend and doesn't want to be with his girlfriend <laughs> and doesn't want to be with his girlfriend at all and but like i thought it was an interesting follow-up to uh nightmare because i i liked the original more mm-hmm. i did like the original a lot more i yeah. felt like this one was just it was weird it, it did that weird thing where with some sequels especially from that time 80s 90s where like when they do the sequel it's better quality than the big than the first because it's like it's they have a little bit more money the colors are a little brighter everything is a little more deeper and richer because they have that um because they have you know now it has that kind of cachet but it was just kind of fascinating to me how with this one it just felt so apparent that there was a lot of pastels and bright colors when like original nightmare like original nightmare on elm street like was very kind of like it kind of gave me a little bit of um black christmas vibes and not because the dad's the same but like again it gave me, <laughs> it gave me black christmas vibes because it it just felt like a little grittier than than this one like it, this one felt almost like it was a pastiche of itself which mm. which is interesting because like you know freddie is already this kind of larger than life figure doesn't right. need these extra colors and everything um and you know just from a non so from on things about the film that are not related to the lgbtq community that was the main thing and i know that it was rushed right like they they made this i think it's like seven weeks yeah like it was rushed and then they they pumped it out like the next year or something like that from the original um, nightmare on elm street so i know that 
I know at least that that was, um, you know, part of it is also like kind of rushing it, but it was. Yeah, it was released November 1st, 1985, and the original, um, I'll have to check, keep, keep talking. It was like 1984. It was 1984, but I'm curious what the um, release date was, because, yeah, I wonder how fast, how close they were. Oh, a year, November 9th, 1984. Yeah, and, it, and also, the other really striking thing is that you have a final boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and what, what the decision was to, one not continue with Nancy and Heather Langenkamp mm-hmm. and just, and, and two to like in, in have a boy because I, now I'm trying to think about like, what are the other films where there are final boys? I, what the mm-hmm. faculty, right? Is, is the faculty, mm-hmm. he's a final boy. Cause it's Elijah Wood and like Josh Hartnett. Right. And then I don't even I know that in years. I can't remember. I don't know what I'll other, and that was, and that's, I've never seen the faculty I mean, oh. surprising. No one, but I've never seen the faculty, but it's that I just keep thinking off the top of my head. Like what other films are there that are a part of like franchises or, yeah. you know, larger canons where you have male final characters. Well, Wes really intended nightmare to be a film on its own yeah one and done so i i think yeah they're just you know how can they follow it up and do yeah. something different mm-hmm. were, were you gonna comment on that <laughs> no i was just gonna comment the the one and done although they did use elements that were written for the original that didn't make it the cut that didn't make that cut that they did add into the the beginning scene i think the with the school bus was supposed uh-huh. to be oh. the ending. They ended up changing it. But they were that that was going to be the school bus ending or the school bus beginning of two was going to be the ending of the original. Mm. Oh, okay, huh? Didn't oh. know that. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, they still kind of have that with the you know the car taking mm-hmm. off at the end. Um, so I think it's interesting that you know. I mean, I always kind of thought for years that it was sort of accidentally queer. Yeah, you know that like, and again, like we were saying earlier, like how did they like not not realize? But um, I was just reading with the, uh, let's see, the writer David Chaskin has has admitted, I guess, as recently as 2010, that it was it was on purpose, and he said that. Um, homophobia was skyrocketing, and I began to think about our core audience, adolescent boys. What did he know? You know, <laughs> totally wrong, Jersey Ghoul. Uh, Jackie, Jersey Ghoul, Jackie, uh, and how all and how all of this stuff might might be trickling down into their psyche. My thought was that tapping into that angst would give an extra edge to the horror. But for years mm-hmm. before that, he denied it and said, "No, that's just like the Patton kids thing. He's gay, yeah, and he played the part too gay." <laughs> Mark Patton, <laughs> who is who is gay in real life? Yeah, he's gay and was closeted at the time, and I guess ha- has a very contentious relationship. I think maybe maybe not still. I, I really don't know. Well, there is. Uh, we found out. I found out at Monster Mania that there is a documentary that's being released yeah. uh, that Mark Patton um, yes. is involved with uh, regarding uh, regarding Freddy uh, Freddy's Revenge. So that'll be very curious. We'll we'll have to link that in the show notes as far as um as far as uh, what's going on. But it was I was one of the guys from a horror movie night that was telling me about it, and I was like, oh wow, that's something. I feel like that would be a nice follow up episode to have like to do with with uh, you girls again to have you back on and talk about that uh, to talk about the documentary. Yeah, I thought where is it? He I thought he was making wasn't it? Maybe it's like. I thought it had some kind of funny name, like a scream queen. You know, I mean, there was like a. Mm-hmm. We'll have to look it up and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But it's it's definitely something. I know what that's you're talking about. Yeah, um, I just uh, yeah, I, I 
it's interesting because yeah, you can read it like it as as like a queer film, mm-hmm, but again, mm-hmm. with Freddie like possessing him and he's having this like war with himself and it's causing him and his friends harm. You know, I mean, if it's meant to be a positive queer film, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know. And you know, that's the other thing too about it is that um, something that um, Sam Weinman actually brought up in uh, in another podcast, in the Queer Wolf podcast, when yeah. they were talking about uh, Nightmare Two, is the idea that like you you have this. It's in the queer canon of horror films, and but is it also like is it are we doing ourselves? He didn't say this exactly, but he wanted to throw it out there. Like, you know, his homosexuality or the, the, the queerness is very like, it's not a good thing. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that he's having these visions and, you know, all of this stuff is not good. And then it's like, he has to have, he doesn't want to have sex with his girlfriend, but he has to have sex with his girlfriend. And, and, you know, there's like a, this demon inside of him. Like, it's not a, it's not a good thing. We're not painting it in a positive light, but it's somehow like, because when you're something to be grappled with, exactly. And when you're, and when you're starving (laughs) for representation, when you have no representation in film to begin with, and you're looking for any bit of yourself in the in the media and the culture that you that you're consuming you know you're going to you're going to include it but like it's interesting to kind of insert that problematic uh, into into to complicate the the relationship that queer people who are horror fans have with the film absolutely you know like mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to complicate that and it's just like yeah it was great for what it was during the time served its purpose for many years but like is there a way that we can tell a story about like a story about a queer character now where queerness is a part of him but it's not the whole thing or it right. if it is the whole thing it's done in a very specific kind of way like you know what can we do yeah like i think like like, this is not horror at all but like frozen frozen disney's frozen is an entire like allegory for how to come out of the lesbian like you know she has this inside of her but she you know doesn't think that anyone's gonna agree and then you know she just lets it go and then joins and goes into the woods goes to a melissa etheridge concert and you know (laughs) it's just and then eventually she finds that she had the love all inside of herself Mm. like yeah yeah yeah. i had to you know i had to derail it love is never wrong (laughs) yeah Uh, so uh what kind of notes did you have uh jackie what kinds of things did you Um, write down to chat about so first of all i remember seeing this movie probably like freshman year of college maybe for the first time and like i watched it i'm like okay like whatever it was a good movie like completely like any of the themes went like right over my head same Mm -hmm. yeah when Mm -hmm. i first saw it definitely and then like probably two three years later you know i'm watching it again And, like, someone's like, oh, yeah, like, they talked about, you know, the homosexuality and, like, you know, I'm like, really? Like, that's, like, it's it's a gay movie? Like, it did, like, like, I'm like, that's, it is, I'm like, I just, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Like, I know that, like, you know, I'm, like, naive suburban girl, but I'm like, I'm like, look, let me watch it again. And watching it again, I'm like they really like they really kind of do like slap you in the face with it but at the same time like thinking about how like blatant it is i'm like mm-hmm. so it's it's evil because like freddie's evil so i'm mm-hmm. like looking at it from the lens of like 
so it's bad and and lisa just like she's like you can fight it like i love you like fight it like come on and then like then i start thinking all the times and like as a theater major in college i will attest to it like when you fall in love with that gay best friend and it's like no like Mm -hmm. but you can fight it but like i love you like i'm a girl and i love you so like i fix you i love you and like our love can conquer anything yes like i the (laughs) love woman <laughs> the love of a woman is all you need to to, to like we'll get that evil we will burn that evil out of you. Right. And so I actually like it's like I had a little bit of a problem with that. Yeah. Where I'm just like, that's really fucked up. Like <laughs> like what like, as you were saying before, like they're really not painting they're not painting the prettiest picture here. Yeah. You know, and again, as you know, as a heterosexual, you know, female, I'm like, obviously I don't know that struggle. But like at the same time, like I was ready to stand up and be like what are you doing like mm-hmm. like that so neither like, of you is going to be happy in this right, you know and so i, I, I and, and again I, again like having you know i have had and falling for you know a gay man where i'm just like like i wonder like if i said i love you would he be like you know what you know what <laughs> yeah, yeah let's love you too girl yeah yes. uh, <laughs> love you i mean it <laughs> You know what? This burning desire to have a penis inside of me has gone because of your love. I love you. Poof. Poof. It's because we played Romeo and Juliet together. Exactly. Yeah. No. So yeah. yeah, So I honestly like had like a little bit of a problem with the movie, and it's like, and it's the one that I had watched the least out of all the franchise. And then you know when I got the you know the VHS box set, it's like, well, I've got it, but I'm like. So not going to watch it kind of thing. And now I kind of take a step back from it where I can appreciate the collection. And again, thank God, you know, it's much more progressive, you know, as time has gone on. You know, things are, you know, there is more, you know, there is more. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Continuity or inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, I feel like there is enough balance mm-hmm. where there is positivity in the community oh, you know yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this was a moment in time better than it was in yeah 85. you know and it's it's one of those like moment in time kind of movies like there are there are movies that you know i'll watch once and never need to watch again like if we especially if we go back to the old stuff mm-hmm. like you know we don't need to see you know we know that al jolson did blackface and we don't want to say it didn't exist you know right, it, yeah, right, it existed right. yeah but we thankfully have moved on you know and progressed from yeah, yeah. from that kind of portrayal you know, back in in the in the fifties and sixties, when you know you put a little tape on your eyes and you right. are a quote unquote Oriental person, you know, right. like, yeah. you know, it's like you don't want to deny and, and say that oh they, that didn't happen. We don't want to sweep it under the rug, right? You know, we it, you know it was there, but that's we can we can learn from this. This is a jumping off point of how can we properly you know yeah. cast a character if, if the character is written as an Asian character. Hey, crazy idea. <laughs> Let's Maybe. cast a talented Asian actor to yeah. play this, you know, yeah. to play this yeah. role. Well, exactly. somebody should tell Marvel that since they, they uh, seem well, to still be. <laughs> oh, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. <laughs> well, that's not Marvel, but what was the Doctor Strange or whatever with? Oh, who I love Tilda Swinton. So, I love her. So but. okay, so Tilda Tilda stuff. I did little little bit more reading about it, and oh, okay. one of the reasons why they wanted to have Tilda Swinton to begin with in that character as the ancient one in in um, Doctor Strange is because the ancient one in the comic books was very oriented 
Allen on this and had this like magical Asian uh, thing. So to have like so they were trying to change, they were trying to change it. It doesn't help that they got like Tilda Swinton, who can basically pay is like an a human who can you know evolve into do all these different things, and you know her eyes do kind of look a little. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. it, she was giving off still this kind of Orientalist vibe. So it wasn't erasure in that sense. They were actually trying. I feel like the intention was to not be orientalist where like you know oh you know all your problems and mystical magical powers but instead of have this have this just a human but i feel like with i feel like it it you know, you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, you either, you're either Orientalist and you're not, and you, you're having a magical Asian or you have no Asian representation. Like, you can't have it yeah. both ways. And so that's like my argument. It's like, okay, so then we just put a white, another white face, you know, exactly. on the screen where it's like, we could have just, you know, if we're going to say fuck it and, and be like, yeah. well, we're not going to do this. We could have Jennifer Asian Lopez thing. as the ancient one. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but, or, or just, I mean, you know, write now a better, I'm thinking about Jennifer Lopez write a better one. Asian character, make it aware of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, you, there's a way to yeah. write that. But anyways, that we're again yes, off. So that, that was, and that subject. one was my fault. You're off the hook for that one, Joe. Thank that you. one, that derailment was my fault. <laughs> appreciate um, that. What else we got? What else um, we got? I don't know. I, I just again, I went with the whole like the final boy theme mm-hmm. and how I you know. And now this is one of one of the reasons that I don't really like this movie for nothing else. We're gonna look at the plot of <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like you. Don't have to be asleep mm-hmm. to. You know, be killed. Yeah, they changed one a big rule of yeah, Freddy. And I'm yeah. like, that's you know that's kind of like the meat of it. The fact that Jesse was you know, he he was hunted, but wasn't like hunted for prey. Like he was being I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like, you know, he was being hunted to be possessed. You know, Freddie yeah. was after him. Yeah. But like not to vessel. kill him. Like, he's yeah. going to use mm-hmm. him. And I don't know. I just, I, I didn't love the deviation. I see they're trying to do something different. You know, Wes wanted it one and done. So we're, when we're going to do two, we're just going to do something completely different. Yeah. And I just, I, and maybe that me not liking it comes from the fact that, like, the rest of them like that was the lore that you know he yeah. kills you when they you go sleep. back to that so yeah. technically i mean they really didn't do anything wrong because you know it was only the second oh one. so and the I'm, second one is the only deviation from the the sleep thing is that yeah. you have yeah. okay outside yeah. of west craven's a new nightmare which right. is like you know heather lang and cam the yeah, whole thing they're being but that you, I, yeah, yeah that's like kind of like a separate universe yeah but yeah but I, <laughs> but I feel like that my anger toward that only comes from after the fact of mm. being exposed to three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting. I was trying to think of of another. I know that there was another Final Boy movie, and we talked about it because I brought up the term like the term mm-hmm. about Final Boy, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> again. If you listen to Jersey Ghouls, you know sometimes my notes are kind of just, you know, making commentary and little one-liners. Yes. But I don't know if you guys noticed this. So Jesse's friend, Grady, mm-hmm. when he goes to his room, um, and I think I did a pretty good comparison online, but Grady's, when he's in bed, his sheet set is almost the exact same, like, sheet and pillowcase set that DJ Tanner had in her bed in Full House. <laughs> Like, oh my god that's the the triangles and yeah like, with like the, the red oh. border like that's the kind of like i'm watching the movie i love and I'm that like, you guys you guys got that you have that together that's nice like, i'm like he got one of my notes is like he's full got, house man he's got T, he got dj tanner bed um my god that's such a late 80s thing too like the those kinds of 
really those really interesting like geometric patterns. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. man. Um, and I also want to say that if I were in this movie, I would be completely safe because when I go to a party, like I'll admit, like I'm the first one to be like, well, it's nine forty five. I should probably get going. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Well, like when the parents went to bed and all, yeah. all the party started, like I would have been out like, oh, you guys are going to bed. Oh, I, I should probably go to bed too. So I'm just going to say that if I were in this movie, I'm safe. Freddie's not getting me because I'm, I'm not the party animal. Again, it's, there that, at the pool. it's that benign neglect, right? It's that right. like, you know, just, oh yeah. yeah. And then the kids and I'm like, how are the parents asleep through that entire like party that's right. going out there? Yeah, the-, the absent parents, you yeah. know, the eighties films. And and one of my final notes, and again, uh, with with the themes we've gone through, um, no 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 boobs in this one. There was no exposed breast, but we did get we get two butts. So yeah. two, two butts, dude butts, no boobs. The, yeah, the, the gym teacher and his like leather daddy fantasy realness, and then mm-hmm. like that shower scene. And I do remember seeing that as a kid, and I, maybe that maybe that's the root, you know? Because I, <laughs> yeah. I like I like an older gentleman, you know? Yeah. Um, although I don't actually find well, anyways, that's a whole <laughs> different episode. Uh, He's yeah, working through it, y'all. He's working through. Um, but yeah, you're right. Those those are like the butts in also and the, the leather like, bar that they're in. The pantsing. So the first one, the first butt we see you in like on the field and the pantsing and wearing the jock strap. And I'm like, when that happened, I was like, oh, this shit's gay. Like some, <laughs> like you know, only gays wear jock straps. Well, Is that what you're well, trying no, to no, say? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just like in in a current lens mm-hmm. where like you know like the I, I'm not going to say all because I I'm hesitant to you know we're not a monolith. You know, all right. gay, gay men contain multitudes. We don't. We don't all act the same. Multitudes. (laughs) Yes, we we. But like the idea of like you know gay men just like jockstraps are not really for utility. They're for vanity. Like they're not. They don't. They're not really supporting anything. But they are just there to look cool. I feel like there's something to like grab on and like wrap around your wrist. No, sorry, Uh, never mind. Uh, that's a different podcast. Yeah, that's um, different. But like we have, uh, adding to your education of gay culture, everyone's education of gay culture, which we're going to talk about in another episode this year, uh, <laughs> about this weekend. But like that, I was like, oh, this shit is gay. Like, what? What the hell? What the hell is he wearing? Like a jock? I'm like, oh, well, no, he's in gym class. Like, obviously, he could be, you know, he could be using athletic supporter to support himself. <laughs> but okay, so this this has nothing to do with sexuality. This is strictly like a gender thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, what's a jock strap for? Like, is that like a like a bra, but like for your junk? Like, I don't I don't understand the concept. Yeah, like that's just do, really do for, we do? For <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, as as I, I don't understand one. the concept of what a jock strap is for. So it's 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 to prevent. I think what it's supposed to do, and also I'm like I'm fat as hell. I don't I'm not an athlete, so I know I'm like. <laughs> So like I I know it's athlete it's it's an athletic supporter is the like you know but I think it's what it does is that it also keeps a cup in place so okay. like I was you gonna know. ask him like because I know what a cup yeah. is like I know the cup yeah. is for protection but so the so jock strap they... itself it because the cut in cup in place but it also I think is supposed to help prevent hernias oh mm. okay so. Um, All right. Which I and to be completely honest, almost thirty may, years old, maybe made that up. Have no idea. <laughs> have no idea what a hernia is or how you get it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Uh, so, and I don't want to Google it, but it's okay. But yeah, because like, you're just gonna get pictures that you don't want to look. <laughs> yeah, at. Like, but like I think it's what is there. So you know, you know, straight male listeners, if you if you're out there and you wore a jockstrap uh, when you're playing t ball exactly and literally, uh, please let us know because yeah. Yeah. I've only ever seen it as like uh, you know. 
it's weird what ends up becoming like you know a sexual object for people it's yeah. like I, I see a josh i'm like ooh, you know it's nice you know. mm-hmm. hmm. um i like um i love how the father's like so on him to like unpack his room and put it away you know and so and then you have that scene where um is lisa mm-hmm. the, is like helping and talking about like his sweaters or something and i'm like our discount meryl streep lisa. Yeah, yeah exactly yes. <laughs> you know she's trying so hard and um yeah i was just like you know there's just there's not enough room in that closet for him and all those sweaters <laughs> you know and she's trying to help him and i'm like girl oh my god just also that <laughs> actor who plays the dad played like everyone's dad yeah. In, yeah. in in that time frame yeah. uh, uh anyways yeah it's and the poor bird <laughs> right? what the hell was all of that what yeah, the hell was, that was all a of weird that? weird scene with the bird flying around yeah, like it just goes back to it like so was the possession of jesse of freddie possessing jesse causing the animals to combust and yeah like basically have like mad bird disease like i didn't like it was just the story was kind of uh get the plots a little yeah, shaky so yeah. i have a hot take are you ready i have oh. a hot take and i feel like i might lose we might lose all the listeners we gained this weekend but right. here you go so the thing of the the one thing so we were talking we were talking about my journey in fright school and like franchises and like that's a question we got all weekend it's like oh what's one you really liked and what and i was like i can tell you more about the phones i didn't like because i remember those more than like because i pretty much like like everything but i have a feeling that when it comes to franchises so far i'm fully on board with halloween more than i am with nightmare mm-hmm. and i like it because i think i like it because the rules are really defined there's like a kind of a through line story with you know things that are going on you he hasn't seen enough of them okay he hasn't seen like, four <laughs> five six I'm where like, they get you, real derailed you had a moment you you were like oh sweetie you don't know what's going on you <laughs> you've oh, seen the original and you've seen the 2018 oh, you little bumpkin they share a cannon there is kind of oh yeah <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. Oh no. You, they you go real up. Okay. Well, so they're they so, can be fun too. It's so okay. now, so so we definitely lost people who's like this fucker doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but which is the point of the podcast? So they're back. Yes. They're with yes. us. They yes. know that you. Don't know. This is the journey. We're going yeah. to school. We're learning. Yeah. So again, like I just didn't like because I didn't like how all of that like all the rules were broken and then all of a sudden i'm have new characters like where's our laurie strode because i'm like laurie strode is in at least one and two right yes. yeah and then she pops up in it yeah yeah so like sequel. where's the laurie strode right the same kind of complaint i had with the final destination series where it's like where are the original you know ali larder i think is a through line right in final destination uh i'm looking i'm looking at joshua like i always look at joshua like he knows things uh but uh, but like I, I, where's your through line character because um i feel i like the idea of like oh where's your clarice starling that's the thing so like where's your lecter starling like where's the villain's person that he's like latching on to oh yeah and that's the and that's what i'm kind of looking for with this yeah. one it was just like i now i have to get invested in the same villain who we're learning all the rules about from the last film but now this villain is attacking a new person and for whatever reason other than the fact that they're living in this house but it's not a haunted house film 
Like it's yeah. So yeah, they didn't follow Nancy. Until, well, I mean, because at the end, you know, I mean, the idea is that I mean, they all died. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, we'll have to watch Dream Warriors and then you know. Yeah, apparently, Dream Warriors is a really good one. Yeah, like, a lot, it's a lot of people's. It's definitely the kind of like with um, Aliens. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people fucking love Aliens. You know, and I think the Dream Warriors has that kind of fan base. And there are people who argue. And Matt, Matt and I were talking a little bit about like you know that that's not his favorite sequel but it definitely is mine i mean when you take a nightmare on elm street out and you just talk about the sequels yeah dream warriors is number one Mm -hmm. and then yeah i really like wes craven's new nightmare as well um so any other points that we wanted to make about this movie any other good stuff that we wrote down? <laughs> Again, it's not a great film. Uh, it's it's just barely a, a film. <laughs> yeah, it's a good excuse to talk, you know, again, about, like, queer stuff. And it, it is something that, you know, has been analyzed for a very long time. And you're right, you know, when we were talking about, you know, we're living in a time of better representation. So it's nice to have the example and say, well, you know, we tried. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I mean, it's it's lesson <laughs> learned that, you know, if someone if someone is gay... You cannot change that by saying I love you and setting them on fire. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Please, please don't. (laughs) Please don't do that. That is a wonderful way to end that conversation. So real quick, I did find on Sci-Fi Wire... uh, um, a uh, an article, 13 Final Boys from Horror Films. We're not going to go through all 13. Uh, But they had some good ones in here. Uh, There's, um, well... Hellbend, another fantastic oh, example of good queer cinema. Which I need to. I'm trying to lobby Matt Kelly to to put me on uh, horror movie night to talk about Hellbent. That would because be because, like, knowing that all those guys watch Drag Race, uh, like, we need to do Hellbent, and yeah. that yeah. it would it would be yeah. fun to hear that, but not not for our show, uh, at least at this point. We, I mean, we'll see if we get desperate uh, for <laughs> for some for some gay content that we want to talk about. Uh, Bruce Campbell, you know, in the Evil Dead series. Corey Feldman in Friday the 13th, um, the final chapter. Oh, um, one of the Corys was in a, a Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. And then, of course, Mark Patton is listed on here. I guess um, it also covers um, uh, Lost Boys, too. I guess yeah, their final boys. Yeah, that goes boys. without saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. say, The Lost Boys, another movie that we kind of talked a little bit about the mm-hmm. queerness uh, of, of uh, Corey... Hames. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want to That's so bad, you know, because like people will like fight over that. Like mm-hmm. uh, Jay Hernandez in Hostel, um, which you know I always forget. Like he does survive, but only until like the first like three minutes of the second film. Yeah. Um, we actually Hostel would be fun to watch. It's very. Yeah, it's dark, but I think it'd be fun to watch with you. And maybe even the second one, because then they do the thing where it's like, let's do it again with all women. And that's, you know, it's feminist now. <laughs> that, it'd be fun to take apart. Anyway, so there, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a few. Were, were any of those the ones you were ta- you were thinking about? No, no, I don't think so. For some reason, I'm thinking... Phantasm is listed here. For some reason, yeah. I'm thinking prom night, but I don't think that's... No, no, no. Oh, no, that wasn't prom night. No, honestly, I, I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to grab... My other notebook to look. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. All right. Well, that's all right. If you remember it, you can tweet it out. (laughs) This is what I was thinking of. Uh, Anyways, uh, any any other things? Any other things? Monster Mania Con was awesome. It was a very, very good time. I'm so glad that we we got to do this and and to spend the weekend with you and Marissa as much as we could. Yeah. (laughs) I I was talking about this with Matt on uh, his Boy Meets World uh, podcast, Plays with Squirrels. I'll be on that talking uh, not about horror, but about something from my childhood. 
And one thing I was telling him, I was like, you know what? Don't let anybody tell you that your internet friends are not real friends. Yeah. Like, let, like, I, I can't tell you, like, we, Joshua and I are so, like, I, I had this fear. We talked a little bit about that, too. At the yeah. Booth. yeah. I, I had this fear going into it, and I didn't really express this to Joshua as much as I'm going to tell it right now on the show, is, like, I had this Excellent. fear that, like, this could be really bad, and we're now stuck here for five days with people who are awful, but, like... Or who find us awful. Or who find us, who, who <laughs> find is, us which awful. Which is far more likely. And, and what was great about it was, it's like, I just, like, wow, like, we all are really like here trying to we're all creators and artists of uh, you know creators and producers of this kind of content in this kind of community and are really supporting each other and just like we're really got along which like oh my god for like about 10 people to get along as yeah. well as and we share did. a very tight space for very, the week. very, very tight space yeah. and you know it was just one of those things where i was just like wow like we i i think i'm on a i think i'm on the right path because it's like i okay good i think things are good because everything is kind of working into place well it's you know what it's something that i have learned like just about this the horror community Mm -hmm. because um like i think i told the story like you know three years ago at monster mania was where i first met matt marissa and i you know our podcast was a few months old we decided to go and we saw that there was another booth that had a podcast and we're like oh we got a podcast too so we walked up and started talking and you know it's matt it's matt and scott from horror movie night and we were just talking and what was great was like, you know, right out the gate, Matt was like, oh, well, you know, what do you use to edit? And like, what do you use for sound? And oh, like, here's oh, this yeah. really great website for, yeah. you know, leveling sound and stuff. And like, in like the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, like, we're your competition, right? But like that case, thought yeah. kind of like was there and then instantly gone because like we gave him our business card and he was like, oh, great. This sounds cool. Like what kind of episodes have you done? And we like rattled off a few titles. I think we literally had maybe five or six episodes out. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I will definitely check this out. And like it was so sincere. Like yeah. there was no doubt in my mind that he was absolutely going to totally. listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And he then like I think he emailed Marissa and was like, Hey, you know, like it'd be cool to like do a collaboration and like you can come on or I'll come on your podcast or let's talk. And at first I'm like, you know, like who is this random guy kind of thing? But yeah, you know, in meeting him, we have met and met people and made so many friends in this community. And like that initial thought I had of competition has never entered my mind again because I mean, and I can't speak for the whole community and I'm sure there are assholes out there, but for everyone that we have in our circle, Mm -hmm. it is all about promoting each other, lifting each other up. There's even a couple other podcasts kind of like in our little network of, of friends. They're not horror. Um, they, they, you know, they have their own genre, you know, it's, it's analog Jones has a VH. If I can plug that real quick, analog Jones is a VHS podcast. AF high list is they are going through the 1998, um, AFI Mm -hmm. top 100, but they do it high. They watch it high, and yes. they record it high. And it's of it's, the top one hundred films of mm-hmm, all time. Yeah. Oh god, it's a fantastic podcast. And again, like it's all about just like lifting each other up, helping each other out. You know, or any advice. Like if I ever had a question, I know that without yeah. judgment, I can be like, "How do you do this?" Or "How can I make this better?" Like I know that I. I mean, I. I've like physically been in your presence, what, like 48 hours, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I feel like I could ask either one of you, like, you know what, honestly, listen to this episode. I'm iffy on it. Constructive criticism. And I know that anything you said, good or bad, 
would be to my benefit and not in any way yeah. to put me down. And oh no, and again, not. like I can't speak for the whole community, but at least every podcast that I have interacted with, it has been an absolute like like mm-hmm. I'm. I feel super super lucky to be in this community. Mm-hmm. And like I said, without horror movie night. We would not have known no, each other, absolutely. and like you know, we have other friends that like they they came up to the booth, Katie and Zach. Yeah, and because they came up to the booth and started talking to us, we now have branched out and started podcasts and endeavors with them. And it, it just it really it really does blow my mind, and I'm like getting all mushy and tugging on the heartstrings because no, it's totally. like like what you were saying about internet friends, like you know, never in a million years do I think I would like talk to these two random guys on the internet and then be like, I'll pick you up from the airport. Like, you want to get in my car? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. waiting there and I was like, oh, Joshua, this could not end well. We're about to meet. <laughs> right. <laughs> this could not end well. He's like, you've shown me this movie. So yeah. this I was like, I, I mean, I just wanted you to know that like at a certain point, I'm going to learn the lessons and I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I will no. get out. <laughs> no, it absolutely felt good and it was fun to be there. You know, it's so funny because we kept laughing. I'm like, I'm not even promoting. You know, it's like, I remember to promote my podcast because i'm like talking to someone i'm like oh you know you'll like these girls the jersey ghouls you got to like check them out here's their card oh and here's her her movie night they're hysterical the, yeah and i'm and tapping him on the shoulder and like, i'm like you're like you're like in your podcast so it was fun the whole weekend we were all doing that for each other and i just you know that was so cool it wasn't like you know screw you guys like you know yeah, yeah. you're sitting at our table but we're not talking There's, about you yeah. like it was just yeah. a, a nice i don't know i just it, it, it felt it's very communal and and this this particular the the march monster mania is super special because for a lot of us it's the one time a mm-hmm. year that we get to be in each other's presence yeah we talk Absolutely. on social media and we do you know we will um remote like podcast things, you, know? you know yeah we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it hard <laughs> we remote podcast but this is the one weekend a year for the most part that we actually get to be in each other's presence and see each other and you know it's yeah i get all mushy because like i i already can't wait for next year and no, like i said same. at this, oh, yeah, and at this point now like i'm sorry when you're here your family yes. so you absolutely <laughs> need, to garden, make, you need <laughs> to make your annual pilgrimage back yeah. to the east coast yeah. for for monster Mania. i think we will definitely return it was a lot of fun and uh, maybe next time we'll sleep on your floor and <laughs> <laughs> yeah and have Peter, business we'll, cards like, oh, yes, yes. We'll, and have, we'll have our damn oh, cards oh, oh just, my god we, like joshua was like joshua we need to go on like executive retreat or something right. and just like you know we're revamping we're gonna get professional fill, fill out our like strategic plan because we're like damn because i was like i i just started telling people because we didn't have business cards so i was like i started like yeah we're from california we're trying to be green so could you just take a picture of our sign <laughs> because it has all the that's not bad i was just like we're from you God know we're from it. california fruit yogurt and take a picture like my eco footprint God damn, God. i know i was like i also drive a hybrid car i don't know yeah <laughs> I, was, I was like i drive a hybrid car so but like you know but i do i still eat meat you know fuck veganism uh right. sorry scott um <laughs> love you scott love you scott uh but yeah so it, there's just you know on that it's like there I, I i have really competitive tendencies too so it's like i'm always like okay well i need to be better than whoever is doing this other thing but at a certain point it's just like well no because i feel that with us everyone's doing things that are very different yeah in within the same landscape and it's just there's literally there's something for everyone and Absolutely. it's such a big pool of like you know anybody who can hear and even some people who can't like you know they they th- there's always there's podcasts for them to consume so it's like yep. you know if you like ours you're gonna like them but you're gonna like it for different reasons like if you go through my um if you go through my podcast like 
you know, what I download and what I listen to, it's very diverse and varied because it's like people have varied interests. So, you know, it's not, it's not like it's taking away from anybody. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Yeah. I don't absolutely. feel that at all. I'm like, everybody has got cool perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's coming from different places. You've got a whole wealth of experience, you know, in your life. The sondering thing, each of us are as complicated, uh, you know, each of you are as complicated as I am and have Mm -hmm. that a whole life. So it's like, you know, we're all just bringing our own thing and we're trying to be cool. Yeah. You know, I love that. You know, so anyways, with that uh, keyword is trying. We are all trying, trying to be cool. We we are cool to each other, but oh, we are trying. Yeah, and, we're totally badass. And like you totally. know, I mean, you know, if we had all the money in the world, like girl, we'd be flying everybody out. Like we're gonna have our own little con. But right. like, it's like it's like we'll show like Scott's band will play, Kyle's movie will screen. Like you know, yeah. can we? How many how many things can we get our friends to do? And that's the other thing too is that we want to get successful so that way we can like also again D- drag everybody with drag us. everyone yes. lift them all up too yeah. because like oh you know what here's this and here's that come so. talk at our con because we just we're talked out everybody's asking our opinion and you have a good one too you go out there and yes, work. Go. you go talk to people till you can't talk anymore no it, it it's very very fantastic yeah. so anyways thank you so much jackie for coming on and doing this oh you're very welcome thank you so much for having me i was so so excited to actually like i said actually be in the same room with you guys and and, and being on the show and then also like Thank you for just like also taking care of us this weekend. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like, "Does anyone need anything from the store?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> we we might." <laughs> yeah, yes. so you thank guys you for were just so, too, too some sweet. of us follow through on things we need. Yes. I'm still waiting for my football helmet full of cottage cheese and yeah. my oh, naked well, with her picture. The, you know what? You know, I, and a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, when, you as failed. Soon as, I was like, Josh, I was like, why is Joshua offering me a cucumber <laughs> or wanting me to get him a cucumber? Because I um, needed it. I was going to do my These eyes. are the inside con jokes that you're just yeah. going to have to wonder yeah, about, sorry. listener. Sorry. sorry. You're not here, so you're not family. <laughs> No, our our dear listener is the best fan. They keep this <laughs> going. Joshua's like, don't alienate the He's people like, that we Stop. just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, Joe. As always, my partner in crime. Thank you. Uh, good night. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.